Well, baby back ribs, the way I make them, real good. We're chefs now, bro. Well, here's the thing about barbecue, dude. Use your oven. Don't use the barbecue. Use your oven. Okay. Don't use the don't don't use a grill. You mean? Don't use a grill. Put them, rub them down with a rub, zip, (laughs) and put them in the oven. Zip. God damn it! Really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Here's the thing about barbecue, bro. Don't use your grill. Put them in your ass. Dude, ass barbecue? No thanks. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm just all I'm saying. People people are like, well, what's the secret? What's the secret recipe? I'm like, well, you really want to know? And they're Dude, like, yes. When people tell me their secret recipe is they stuck it in their ass, guess what I'm not doing? Eating their barbecue. Guess what kind of barbecue I'm eating? non-ass barbecue you check with any barbecue you're like has this been in anyone's ass yeah that's the first thing i ask whenever i buy barbecue it's like hey has this been in somebody's fucking brown hole because if it has it's not going in this mouth hole this is a little weird but can i ask you a question about your barbecue (laughs) does anybody mind if i ask them a question But wait, let me ask you something. Now, I'm looking here on the video, which, by the way, if you do join us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the letters I-O-K, you can see all the videos of the episodes. And I'm seeing, Bob, in your studio that you have the cutouts of the I-O-K, our I-O-K characters. I do. Here's what I'm not going to do for the rest of the show. I'm not going to use the K sound. Why? So if you ask me any questions, (laughs) I'm not going to use K for anything. I mean, either I'm going to make it all K's from here on out silent. It's a wonderful goal to give yourself. Yeah. Very challenging. So like my id, use your imagination. Hmm. Well, you just used a K when you said like. (laughs) So (laughs) crushing it, bro. (laughs) Nailed it. Digging that hole. Fuck that goal. (laughs) Dude, I can't keep track of all the letters. All the K sounds coming out of my mouth. Good God. I can't even keep track of anything. Well, let's try to keep track of this. What did you you do today? How's your day been? What's going on with you? What's going on with you? (sighs) Hmm. What did I do today? What did you do today? Uh, well, And what are you going to do today? I got up and I... Made uh, breakfast for my daughter and then made lunch for her to send her off to her Montessori school and uh, drove her over there, dropped her off. He came back home, did some work, uh, <clears throat> hung up the, these lights behind me that are flashing, if you can see them. I did notice that. Those look good. So yeah, um, I uh, I just ordered those and uh, are those for your Monday live streams? Yeah, they're just to add a little bit of a little sauce, a little sauce to my to the live streams. Yeah. So for those of you who can't so see that- the YouTube videos, Bob does his recording from his studio, which is cool. Artwork everywhere, instruments everywhere. I can't tell if that light wall is it all the way against the back wall? Is it like in the middle of the it's room? Kind of in the middle of the room. I'm sure if all the lights are off, it looks like you're in space. He's playing 40 dogs in space again. What I was really trying to get to 
actually, was to have the viewer, as they're watching the show, have sort of the experience that one might have if they were traveling to the moon. For instance, let's say you're one of the astronauts, say, um, Alan Shepard or Louis Armstrong, perhaps. And you know why, right? You do know why, right? Do you know why? You don't know why. I'll tell you why. Your music yes. is out of this world. That's why. That's why it feels like you're in space when you're listening to it. Well, that was sort of what I was attempting. It's from a new place, undiscovered. Yes. yes, I was attempting to use $6 worth of LED lights to simulate the vastness of unending space. And I do believe... And you did it. I do believe it was a success. <laughs> I see it now with my own two eyes. I do believe it was what we call a complete success. Here's what you didn't do. You did not do it. You did it. Som- sometimes I look back and I'll get frightened. Am I in space? Because no. I'm like, did I fall off the face of the earth into outer space? Oh, no, I'm just in the studio. <laughs> So, that's the way it goes. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's that's what you got. <laughs> I do believe you. it does look like you're, you're. Are you from England? You look. <laughs> you have an English look about you today. Wearing the the jersey stripes or whatever it's called, <laughs> the Union Jack, the Union Jack, the jersey stripes, whatever it is, I don't know. I just let the words come out my mouth. I just let them come out all willy nilly. That's, that's pretty close, dude. <laughs> Union Jack and the fucking jersey stripe. I thought maybe you oh. had the jersey stripes on your chest, and you did. Oh shit, dude. Well, are you from England? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm from England. <laughs> dude I'm from Jersey Alright we better We better dude, Better wrap that up We better keep it short Because you know Not everybody's into that English thing all night All day long <laughs> Some people might not be Into that English thing For the whole episode Here's what those people Have never done Ever Has been on tour Because here's what Would happen on On a tour I can tell you I can tell you guys exactly From Decades of experience Oh if we started talking We, in we would start English talking accent, that way That's, and we that's would do two it hours well, I was going to say, and then we would just pick back up on it probably for five days. Oh, yeah. It would just be uh, one of the things that happened on that tour. And it would go through insane cycles of being funny again, to not being funny, to being completely absurd, to being so funny that I can't even fucking move. <laughs> That's just how it works, dude. Then yeah. you come home and you try to do it with your wife, the joke, and it just doesn't work with anyone else except the people you were insane with on the road. Dude, one of my favorite things that ever happened on the road was we were, I don't know, I guess the bus that I rented, that I leased, had walkie-talkies that came with the bus. Oh, fun. And so we all got walkie-talkies and we went in our bunks and started doing (laughs) walkie-talkie talk. Are you guys guys asleep yet? No, no, no. It was all like like this. Uh, Houston, this is... uh, this is Ground Control Houston. Do you do you read me over? Ah, uh, yeah, this is Houston. 
that was it. But we would just do that. It was Houston. It was like uh, it was like we're astronauts and we're talking to ground control. That's all it was. Do you remember the bus we had? It was like an old creaky pirate ship. Oh my god, I hated that fucking bus. It was so weird because the, none of the bunks had power outlets, so we were all charging. The one outlet, like power strip in the back of the bus, had like fifteen things jammed in it, and you would have to just leave your phone or laptop charging in the back, and then. No one was getting any sleep because the... It was so fucking loud. It was super loud and creaky. And I think we had a shitty driver too, which doesn't help. But like, it was like a 12-day run, but like six, seven days, everyone was so grumpy. And it's because none of us were sleeping on that damn thing. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. If you haven't been on a... This is the way it works. You play your show, party for a little bit, and then at about however long it takes to get to the next hotel... So let's say you've got a six-hour drive. If you have a six-hour drive, you leave at six in the morning to get there by noon. If it's an eight-hour drive, you leave at four in the morning. So at some point, if you're, you know, everybody kind of crawls into the bunk, hopefully falls asleep before the bus starts going, and then the bus makes its way. And if you've got a great driver and it's a nice bus, you can actually get some sleep. But if you've got a shitty bus and a shitty bus driver, which we had, you're almost immediately awakened and then you're just having nightmares most of the night because you're half sleeping, half screaming, dream, dream. That's when you learn to, uh, that's when you learn to surrender to death is on buses like that. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the bunk. We hit that zipper. Oh dude. So rough. It's like, (laughs) all right, we're still alive. Cool. I guess it worked out. Yeah, and then you just kind of go on with your night. I always imagine that we're on like a fucking mountain on a narrow road, and we're 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 gonna topple over. Not just that we're gonna hit a tree or something. That we're gonna just be in free fall. And I always think about like, oh, if we fall this way, if I'm on the right bottom bunk, whoever's in that bunk across me, they're gonna fall into my bunk, and that'll probably kill me. I think about things like that. Dude, back in the, cool. in the early 90s, I was in this band, and one of our crew guys was the driver, and he built a, a custom seat so that he could put his glass of whiskey in one side and then his little coffee, not, I mean, his little uh, film canister uh, with meth in, on the other <laughs> side. And that was our driver. And so he would just snort meth and drink whiskey and drive through the night. Wow. Wow. And we, that's when we were like going to like Colorado during the winter and we'd make that drive through that million dollar highway into fucking, uh, like up into Idaho or like up into the Pacific Northwest. What's the the place on, uh, Telluride. We'd go into Telluride. Telluride, Yeah. And you'd look if, you know, if, if, if it was like during the day you could look out and you would just see like this, you know, thousand foot drop to death and yeah. then you look up in the front and there's the driver just i remember when i was like 24 doing a tour my first time out in the pacific northwest and doing some one of those roads it was winter it was snowing we were on a mountain in a 15 passenger van completely jammed with all of our gear and stuff and a u-haul <clears throat> and it's late at night and everyone's asleep and i'm driving <laughs> and i remember thinking like i'm not i am not the guy to be doing this. Like, I don't know how to do this. Everyone's just snoozed out. 
some maybe some drinking going on in the back and just fucking white knuckle on the wheel dude like just an hour a trepidatious hour through this winding fucking insanity it's amazing how close you are to death when you're touring dude, all the time we were doing this we were doing a trip this was pre this is pre that time before we had the winnebago we we had we used the guys one of the guys pickup trucks that had a camper shell on it we put a mattress back there and three of us would lay on the mattress and then two of us would be in the front driving and then we had a trailer and we stopped at check stop and we were going to drive to i i believe it was we were driving to maybe it was Texarkana someplace like that where we had to go through Dallas and then we had another four or five hours to go to get to where we were going. It's a shitty gig. We were going to drive, we were going to play there and then just drive home. And I was talking to the keyboard player and he was going to drive home. And he was, his plan was like, he was like, yeah, as soon as we get there, I'm going to drop acid. (laughs) And then after the gig, I'll be completely awake. So I'll be able to drive home. And I told the guys in the band, I was like, let's go home right now. Let's turn around and go home. And they were like, (laughs) that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. And we did. Wow. And we just, we made a four hour trip to uh, check stop and then came (laughs) home. (laughs) Two hours to check stop, two hours home. Man, that, that was, those were scary days. That guy, that that acid guy, took acid all the time. I was so scared of that guy. But this is, but this is like, way before the whole fashionable micro dose. Like, to say you take acid all the time now is way different than back then because people micro dose now, where you just take such a small thing all the time. You're kind of all at this low level all the time. I was just, I was scared. I was like, don't get that stuff near me at all. And then one time. When we did have the Winnebago, that guy, same guy, we're we're driving. We just left Santa Fe and we're driving into Colorado. Snowstorm. Same that same crazy driver guy, and the guy with the acid goes, "Hey man, I put some acid in your Coke." To me, hmm. and I yeah. was just like, "What?" I was so fucking distraught is the only i mean i was like petrified terrified and then 15 minutes later he's like i'm just joking yeah that's you're not the guy to joke with about that no so i was trying i do legit ptsd from that i was doing a van tour once where a cop was behind us nothing going on no lights but one of the dudes in the band unbeknownst to everybody had been eating mushrooms but just for himself just trying to enjoy the van ride right he got super paranoid about the cop and he he was like, I'm going to eat all the mushrooms now because he was just <laughs> certain that this guy was going to pull him over. Oh my God. And he was like, he's like, I need someone to eat these with me. He had a whole bag. He he brought a whole bag for the whole tour. Oh, my God. Like, it was like a 10-day tour. And he's like, I'm going to either do it by myself or want you guys. He's like, that's not going to be good because we were going driving to a show in Boston. Dude, just dump him out of the window slowly but surely. He couldn't, he couldn't bring himself to do it. Crack the window and slowly but surely dump them out of the window. He couldn't bring himself to to throw him away. He's one of those people. Oh my god, and he's a hoarder. So, he's a, a, a hallucinogenic hoarder. Anyway, one other dude in the band ate half the bag with him. And what happened to those guys? Man, it was 
it was funny. It was a funny, strange trip. They ended up kind of being okay for the show. The show was like six hours later. Have you seen? You know, have you seen Super Troopers? I watched it with Isabel at your house. Man, the that beginning of Super Troopers, I think, is so hilarious. Did you ever fix your your TV? Has that <clears throat> that weird effect on it that? You know what I'm talking about? What's it called? It's it's like that weird effect know. that makes a TV I got a, look. I got a new TV, SD. Though, so I don't know. I but it did. It had some. It had something that made it made you like. It's called like masking or something, and you can turn it off. Yeah, you would you would watch it, and you would like go into the future, like by you would like slowly start sliding into the future. Isabel bought uh, those Oculus virtual reality things, so she's about to go bye bye from reality, dude. All. We have the Oculus, and I tried it, and it's like, oh, oh you this do? is so cool. And literally five minutes later, I feel like I'm going to vomit. I get so, like, seasick from those things. It does not make me feel good. What kind of things did you do in it? I did the one where you, like, go underwater, and there's sharks and shit, because I'm so afraid <laughs> of going underwater. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Yeah. You're afraid of going underwater? Dude, If I'm in the, if I'm in the sea... I won't go past my knees. Like if I were to just put on some goggles and at two feet look into the depths of the ocean, I would lose my mind. Yeah. It's like looking at Cthulhu. Dude, it would not be good. What, but what about in your pool though? Pool's fine. There's no fish in the pool. <laughs> There's no monsters in the pool. <laughs> so that's what it is. You're worried about the creatures in the sea. Dude, I have these dreams where I'm in a pool. It's a big pool, like an Olympic size, Olympic size swimming go pool. Go on. And I'm kind of like half above the water and then diving underwater, but I don't have any, I can see, you know, when you can see underwater, but you can't see that well because you don't have, you know, the mask on or whatever, but you can still see. So every time I go under, I look and I see, oh, there's some, looks like there's some pretty big fish on the other side of this pool. And every time I kind of go under, I, I notice they're closer and they're bigger until finally I realize, oh, there's hundreds of giant like weird prehistoric fucking fish in this pool and i got to get the fuck out of this pool dude i've had that dream i had that dream 300 times in my life i love that the fish are prehistoric oh no they're fucked up looking fish they're not like right right they're like you know monster fish you ever checked out a, you ever checked out like the fish that the bioluminescent fish that live so deep in the ocean they've never even seen light yeah it's got that's the, the it's, scary shit. It's got the little angler fish. Man, we're crushing it today, dude. Dude, I feel like we're on the fucking. Are we getting sponsored by fucking National Geographic, dude? People are like, people are like, oh, I just, I just tuned in to fucking blow five, you know, twenty five minutes of my life. Little did I know I was gonna find out about fucking angler fish from these goddamn <laughs> motherfuckers. God damn it, dude. What do these guys not? What are they not the master of knowledge of? Dude, we will talk about ball sack skin and immediately pivot to bioluminescent fish, dude. I mean, dude, we'll talk to you about the unique experience of touring life and rickety buses and all sorts and walkie talkies. And then we will immediately talk about prehistoric fish. And if you think we won't do that, then you can go fuck yourself because we will do dude, that. If you don't think we're going to talk about ball sacks and prehistoric fish dude i thought about it a lot i don't know why but we were supposed you remember there was a time and a place where we were supposed to play the south by southwest podcast fucking convention yeah i mean that's insane i wonder what we if it would have worked 
at the time we were like, hell yeah, it's going to be awesome. But now I wonder. First of all, it was going to be amazing and it was going to be great. But the fact that that lady thought that us talking about music would be interesting or getting another musician to join in on the conversation would be interesting is why that lady doesn't know what the fuck is going on at all. Yeah. You know what makes our podcast interesting? What? The fact that we talk about fucking prehistoric fish and ball sacks. I know. She's like, um, could you guys pivot away from prehistoric fish and, and scrotums and talk a little bit about your insight into the music industry? We're like, no, absolutely not. Dude, when somebody, I don't know when somebody says insight into the music industry, you know what that makes me want to do? How about the fact that we even got on like a Zoom call with her? Which, by the way, I didn't even know what Zoom was when we did that. I had to like download it and figure it out. Now everything I do in my life is through Zoom, including teaching my kid first grade. But how about the fact that we took the time to talk and argue with her for an hour about doing our fucking podcast? Oh, my God. It's just crazy. The fact that we didn't immediately bail. I know. I wanted to. Is proof that we thought somehow that was going to be... That was going to somehow make a difference in our lives, doing that. I wonder what South By is going to do next year. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Because March, early March is still probably going to be a little dicey for a big festival. Well, I think there'll be vaccines at that point. And, um, but I don't, from the, from the sound of it, I don't think everybody's going to have access to them at that point. But it might be like, you know, fuck it. Let's do it anyways sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, right. It's hard to say what's going to be happening in March. I, all I know is that things keep changing for the better. I, I, I do feel like the roughest part of this thing is is in the rear view. Well, that was definitely a different time, different age, different world, different time when we were going to go to South by Southwest with no agenda other than maybe prehistoric fish. Prehistoric fish might have been on the agenda to tackle in terms of content. I'm always amazed by how wrong people get stuff it's not reggae that's great reggae is not great reggae is a genre you know okay i I don't like reggae sure i love it but i don't love it because it's reggae i love it because one of the greatest songwriters ever bob marley used that form to bring his mind into the world so that we could enjoy it right so that's what people don't understand. They're like, oh, no, it's the thing. It's reggae, man. It's reggae, man. Reggae is the shit, man. It makes you feel good. No, reggae makes you feel real shitty because <laughs> anything can fucking be reggae. You can fucking roll up a goddamn turd in a fucking reggae beat and present it and go, hey, man, I made this reggae song. What do you think, man? Oh, hmm. Smells, looks, and tastes like a turd. Oh, yeah, that's my reggae jam, man. Hey, why don't you take your reggae jam and shove it right back up your asshole? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Heavy metal is not good. It's Metallica that's good. You know what I mean? It's that dude. What's his name? James Hetfield. It's It's James Hetfield's brain bringing this fucking monstrous thunder into the fucking world. And giving it birth. And the thing that he's birthing it into is the fucking heavy metal skull. 
or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> but for for every James Hetfield, there's a fucking 10,000 dickheads who are like, like, go fuck yourself. I agree with everything you're saying. You're just on such a roll. I don't want to. I don't want to stop the momentum here because this is a, this is good. Anyways, this is good sauce. How is how is our podcast like? Bring it all home, bro. Bring it all home for us. There's no there's no bringing it home. I'm just glad that we have we found an audience of people who seem to enjoy what we what we like to chit chat about. Which I mean, I would like to say that we we're just chatting about being alive. It's it's about being alive, and. Uh, and um, I think everybody can relate to that. And it's and yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with this podcast. Isn't about music. It's not about you and me being musicians. It's about you and me being alive and seeing the world, and then talking about it. And so, some of the things in that world are prehistoric fish, and some of them are fucking old, nasty ass discolored ball sacks distended discolored disgusting disgruntled ball sacks dude i will say this a friend of mine i will say his name brian rose (laughs) okay when he was a young man in his early 20s came on stage when the scabs were playing and i was like take your clothes off motherfucker. Cause we only had one rule in the scabs, which was like, if you get on stage and you're not in the band, you have to be naked. I'm not talking about take your top off. I'm talking about full nudity from head to toe. <laughs> you can keep your feet, you can keep your shoes on, but everything above the ankles needs to be skin or hair or eyes <laughs> or teeth, but it can't be any kind of clothing article. Take your clothes off and your teeth out. So he's on that. stage and I'm like, Hey bitch, Take off all your clothes, motherfucker. And he goes, no, but I will do this. And he fucking zip and plucks out two balls and puts them out in front of his zipper and kind of zips them up so that he turns around and it looks like he's got a fucking not much bigger than a normal size walnut. <laughs> with his two balls smooshed together hanging outside of his fucking thing and fairly hairless and i and i will say this about those balls the way i remember them now i don't know yeah how they was there bro paint a picture for us you know this is 25 years ago that i saw these balls but when i saw those balls 25 years ago in my mind now these were some sweet perfectly colored perfectly colored almost hairless balls. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is some good look. If I, if my balls looked like that, I'd pull them out all the time. Right. He's just bragging. Well, who knows what his balls look like now, 25 years later, they're probably real fucked up. We should, we should have him on the show and we should have him on the show and just, and <laughs> check in. We should trace the thread. No, let's, let's, let's live with the perfect balls of yesteryear and not, Think about the the balls let's of not, today. Yeah. Let's not let brute reality in 1080 HD taint the, no pun intended, taint the the wonderful stitched together memory that's no doubt better than it actually was. The memory is always better than the thing. Yeah. I'm sure if I went back there now and examined those balls with my 
54 year old jaded self i'd be like oh no these are hair covered they've got hair on them they're not it's just the light the lights hitting it in a certain way that makes them look not discolored but they actually are slightly discolored well let me let me because i i would hate to go out on this without just knowing some more information then what happened did he just dance that way for the duration of a song how did how do we get how do we move on from ball man that was it he just pulled his balls out i fucking fell i fell on the floor laughing i was laughing so hard it was so funny to me I, did he shimmy around did he shake him around no, did he, he say just, goodnight? he just he just he stood there for a minute with his balls out and then he turned around and zipped them back in and then left the stage <laughs> meanwhile i was laughing so hard and and it was a time before everybody had uh, camera phones, so it wasn't, you know, nowadays there'd be a thousand pictures of those balls and we could yeah. examine them. But this was the, the you know, early 90s, so, or mid 90s, so there was no pictures. It was a different world and I miss that time. I miss when that moment is just shared by people and the only way it lives is in memory and consciousness. And podcasts. And podcasts, right. About the music industry and, hmm. <laughs> It's too bad. It's Deep too bad. Insight. It's too bad we don't have s- somebody else here with us, so they could fucking slam us with their fucking opinion about those balls. I know. Well, here's the deal. We love uh, the IOK community. We love being able to talk to you about whatever we want. We appreciate your support. If you do want to support the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It's real easy. It really goes a long way. Tell your buddies about does it. Does it though? Does it go a long way? It sure does. Okay. Cool. It really does. Then do it, motherfucker. Don't dilly-dally. Fucking leave that fucking review. Good God. And if God. you really dig the show and you're able to, you can support us at patreon.com slash the letters IOK. We give you all sorts of stuff over there. Dude, even if you're even if you're not able to, even if you're homeless and you're listening to this because you're in a homeless shelter and somebody else is listening to this on their iPhone and you're just hearing it across the room, still give us your money. Go to the library. Borrow a computer. No, go to the library, get a library card, check out some books, go sell the books. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever go back to the library again because you will be arrested. Keep half the money for whatever drugs you're doing. Give us the other half. <laughs> <laughs>